Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. After this fight, I, I, I was pretty emotional for a few minutes because the emotional shock of it. I, I've never fought with Cody like this. And um, then I had to run some errands, and I just remember feeling very relieved it was this really strangest thing. I remember where I was. I was sitting in this flat parking lot here in Flagstaff. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I felt like this huge burden had been left, lifted from me. I felt relieved. What was the burden? I didn't have to keep putting effort into this relationship anymore with Cody. everyone's business but mine we're talking sister wives part one of four four <laughs> parts of a tell-all i don't think we needed this but you know it's happening um also for those of you who did not know on monday sister wives or tlc rather announced that christine and david got a two-part wedding special to be coming out immediately after the four-part tell-all so these will be I guess like the 14th and the 7th of January. Um, so check that out. Will it be interesting? Will we getting another rousing rendition of Let Me Call You Sweetheart? Only time will tell, but I can't wait. With that, let's talk about part one of the tell-all, which, I, you know, I feel like people think that this is like, I mean, the point is to rehash, you know? So I'm not really sure where the disappointment lies. Like, are we expecting brand new information or not? I'm not sure. But I have fun. I like being in the weeds. So join me, shall you? They're getting very housewives with their beginning of the uh, reunion. Like, we're all getting packed up. 
we're blow drying our hair. I'm, just, I'm loving the confirmation that there probably is not glam on the actual set. We're all still DIY, but I love that. Cody seaming a shirt. Mary's stuffing an olive green blazer into her luggage. You know, just normal stuff. Christine's talking about how difficult it is to have to go back into that mentality of what happened last year because she's living her best life getting dicked down by David respectfully so you know it's like who wants to talk about that again Cody then says that the nerves don't really hit him like he's acting like he's about to play a game here which he is because there was just a lot of lying pussy popping um but the nerves don't really get to him until he gets to the set and then he gets very nervous Christine straight up is like I'm not looking forward to this I don't want to go back. I don't want to see anybody that I don't want to see. It's really emotional draining. So basically just here so I don't get fined. And then, of course, Robin is still incredibly infected with her sicko mode and talking about how lost she is. And I'm just stuck, stuck in grief. And I don't even know how to look at the future right now. Like, lady, maybe you shouldn't be driving then. If you're just so stuck. This seems like a hazard. Hazard for the road. And then Cody's in the car. I don't know why they're pretending like Cody and Robin drive separately to places. That does not happen. Not unless Robin's got a whole trunk full of, uh, you know, eyebrow liner that she needs, eyebrow pencils that she needs just in case. And there's just no room for him. I don't know. But I don't think so. Cody's in the car pretending to be driving by himself. And he's like, you know, you make choices when you're young and then you try to do good by those choices. But... Then you get older and maybe you don't like those choices. And this has basically been a breakup song. <laughs> Great. Cody greets Suki on the set and he says something weird about like, uh, Suki, are you ready for the variety show? Uh, we got musical numbers. We got dancing. I don't get it. I'm assuming that was a joke. I didn't laugh. Nor did I really understand it. But somehow this does lead Suki to asking everybody, if you had a variety show, what would be your song? Christine says, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Janelle's choice, an icon, rock queen. I'm doing the little rock fingers right now. We will rock you by queen. Mary says, all the single ladies. And she, whew, she really gets to laughing about that one. Cody then says, losing my religion, which is something that I know that I mentioned on this show. So hi, Cody. Hi. But then he says, you know, uh, Suki, that song actually isn't about religion. It's about unrequited love. But I like the theme of losing your religion, you know, like in the sense that you can find faith and still lose your religion. But, you know, some people have to hit rock bottom to find their faith. What are you talking about? And also, if the song's about unrequited love, it still would very much apply to you. Maybe not like you, but it would apply to, apply to the relationships that you've had with other people. Like Mary and Janelle and Christine and all the kids that aren't Robins, you know, that still applies. So then Suki asks Cody how things have been since the last time they talked. And he's like, you know, it's been kind of an unraveling with the struggles in the family. And it kind of made me ask, like, what real life or real marriage is like. And then he says that he's not working like when when he's not working he's just replaying and rehashing these discussions over and over in his mind and like what he's gone back on and, and like the past marriages which is like clearly 
we know that it's just a loop. Just a loop of like, if we could crack open Cody's mind and see what was in there, it would be um, a lot, like a lot of hairspray. Um, you know, the keys to whatever two-seater he has, uh, just like how to spend money frivolously, uh, maybe his like David Yerman points and, and if he can cash in on a new ugly fucking ring. No disrespect to David Yerman, but like you, even David Yerman makes mistakes, you know, and um, things of that nature. And then just like, what can I blame Christine for? How can I tie this into blaming Christine for something that she's done? And even though I have not spoken to her in like years at this point. So then Cody says, this experience required that I have more than one wife. So I come to this, Mary and I get married. And then I get married again to Janelle. And then again to Christine. And I look back and because I was so anxious to be living the principle of plural marriage, I wasn't vetting who I was marrying to be compatible with me. So the blame is on one thing and one thing only. If you're going to marry for eternity, you should start out in love. But it wasn't about me being in love. And I never actually suffered in a fit of passion in this place. So Suki is like, well, how are things with Robin? Like, was it different? And Cody says, well, I never fell in love with anybody else. And I was just choosing to be in that covenant of love with them. So this is what gets me fucked up. Like, do you not see how that sounds? Do you, it's like he gets to a point and then when it t- is time for accountability, he just like completely goes left. And it's like you're almost there. And then we do a U-turn. And then somehow this is Christine's fault again. That you repeatedly were just forcing yourself into this institution that nobody really needed you to be in. Marrying women that you didn't love or have any sort of connection with. But you're not seeming to take any responsibility for that. It's always like, well, Christine chose to be in the family. Janelle asked to be in the family. Like, he's a victim of that. Like, he was just a passive participant. Like, these women fucking Kool-Aid manned their way into that trailer with Mary. And we're like, we're living here and we're going to be your wives. Surprise, bitch. You're tethered to me for life. And, like... Where Where is your culpability and responsibility at this, Cody? Those are the questions that Suki needs to be asking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, 
When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Then Suki asked Janelle, were you in love with Cody when you guys got together? It was just like a spiritual witness thing. And Janelle says, I love the idea of him. And then we did kind of start to get to know each other more after we got married. And I think I loved him as much as I could. And I did think that we did grow to love each other. And then she says, listen, it's not like the fault of us marrying young. Because I've seen a lot of couples get married at our age and... They find a way to navigate that, but like we failed to do that. Suki then says, well, that's interesting because Cody says that he fell in love and had a deep connection with Robin, like one that he had never experienced before. Did you ever have that kind of connection with him? Janelle's like, well, I thought we did. I thought we had a very functional marriage, but we've both grown and changed. And I think that maybe he does have more of a connection with Robin and that's okay. But then she says, I just think it's really unfair to judge our early years with the perspective of today because he's not the same guy that he was back then. So then Suki says, well, Cody says that he entered into this covenant with Robin a little bit different than he entered into with you or the other ones. And Janelle's like, well, again, I think that's perspective. Like, listen, I don't think we had this grand passion. Maybe he does with Robin. I don't know. But what we do, what we did have, it was good. So then Cody says that he felt like a safety and a vulnerability with Robin that he had never felt with anybody before. And (laughs) this was wild. (laughs) But because of it, he was so in love that he would not stop weeping for joy for months. And I just would love to see what that looked like. Like, where are you crying? Weeping? Over what? (laughs) So Suki asks, Well, was it because maybe you were like emotionally vulnerable enough for the first time to receive Robin's love? And Cody kind of gets a little testy and he was like, you know, I don't know if we can qualify it like that. Like, let's just say that two of us had a click. Okay. Whereas I was working for years with these other ones to get to this place and that never happened. I could never say to Janelle that you were never vulnerable enough to me because I didn't know. And then he starts talking again about this invisible civil war that only he seems to be in and psychic tension that's always existed he just says words you know psychic tension whatever you didn't like your wives that was the tension you were in three marriages allegedly with people that you didn't love and it's like do we even really believe that i I don't know i don't know let me get to eyebrows let's get her perspective on this suki tells her well cody told me that he fell in love with you because he could finally be his full self and be vulnerable. And Robin's like, yeah, I don't, I didn't know that until recently. 
I really didn't know that. And I still wonder if maybe it's like a, a rewriting of history because there seems to be a lot of that. And she rolls her eyes, but it's like, who are you rolling your eyes at? Because I, I know it can't be Cody. And it should be. It should be. So Suki says, well, your husband says that he wept for joy for months because he found you. And Robin's like, well, I don't think he said that to them. I think he says that now, but that's just how he was feeling. So when Suki's trying to like walk her through this, when a person's feeling that kind of inner joy, it's probably hard to suppress it to his other wives. And then Robin just kind of brushes it off like, well, I did my best. I don't know what else I was supposed to do. I did my best. And, and, you know, I tried to have it be something that wasn't particularly painful for them. I was constantly suppressing and hiding my relationship and any sort of connection I had with Cody. Okay, so what is the truth then? Is it that you just found out this stuff recently? But also y'all have been saying for several seasons that you just said it. That y'all are like living in some sort of Harlequin cover romance that you're constantly having to protect from, protect other people from. You don't want to show Mary, even though you got these matching horse rings and you're like being so extra careful so as not to make other people uncomfortable. You don't want to make Christine's kids uncomfortable. They're seeing this passionate love between you and Cody. But how is it possible that you've been doing all that work and all that effort, but also you just found out that, um, that he felt more of a connection with you than anybody else. Miss me with this, Robin. Miss me. At this point, Suki asks Christine about the moment that she realized Cody was in love with Robin. And she's like, yeah, it was a yucky day. So she explains, like, they were already struggling in their relationship. But this did not help. And it broke her heart. It was like one of her first moments of true heartbreak. She's sitting on the edge of the bed as he's probably, you know, ironing another lavender button down to go on a date with Robin. This is before they got married. Now, we have to remember that Christine was heavily pregnant the entire courtship of he and Robin. So, not great to be, like, crowning on the edge of the bed, probably cramping up from the baby that he put inside of you. And he's like, oh my god, like, I'm so excited about this date. So, Christine says out loud... Oh, you're in love with her. And he looks over at Christine and he's like, yeah, I am. And then it seems like he just kind of forgot who he was talking to and he got all giddy and she's just like dying on the inside. And she says that everything changed at that point. So then Cody says, well, I didn't really see the problems until I met Robin. And that was like the first time I was in love and how the change there was a dynamic change but it's not anybody's fault and by that he means it's not my fault because I didn't do anything then Cody says that it was a call for him to put in more effort into his relationships but then it just kind of became a grind because he was constantly trying to prove love and prove himself and doing this constant dance and some of the years were good because the dance was working really well but then he says well when you don't have the basis of passionate love there are struggles Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're calling this relationship a dance. That means y'all didn't, you didn't want them. And you're acting like, well, I was faking it. And, you know, a couple times we got in step with each other of the fakery. But it sounds like this was never real for you. You just were like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. But then it's just like, well, why? I don't really want to do this. 
So I'm out. So then we finally move over to Mary. Remember her? And Suki says, Mary, now that three of Cody's relationships have basically deteriorated, do you think that he's getting what he wants with Robin? Like this incredible soul connection? Mary says, I know he's happy with her. I know they have a great soul connection. He talks about that a lot. And I'm glad he has that with her. Like, I think everybody should have that. I just think it's unfortunate that the rest of the family had to go by the wayside to get to that point. I do think that he has in his life the capacity to love and care for multiple of us. He did that. But for whatever reason, he's just not doing it anymore. He don't want you, girl. He don't want you. So the problem... Sorry. Then Christine says that, like, she was basically one of the first people to tell Cody, like, you really need to acknowledge where you are with Robin. Robin's your soulmate. Be honest with that. And then maybe we can figure out where the rest of us all fit in with your marriage with Robin now. And that when she said that, the reaction was kind of like, whoa, how could you say that, Christine? And then Christine says, if we were in a monogamous relationship, maybe I would have stayed. But like, our marriage really wasn't great. And when Cody and Robin got married, I realized that's what a real marriage could be. And I'm like, oh, I guess he does have the capacity in him to help out, just not with me. Like, this is a true, if he wanted to, he would. I would have loved to have a guy who loved to be with me. It's not that I didn't want him to give that love to Robin, but why couldn't he just give that to everybody? I don't know if that's realistic either. So then Janelle says that she feels like Cody's relationship with Robin was really different from everybody else's from jump. And that was really hard for him to navigate. And Cody started pulling away from wanting to be a plural husband unless everybody else conformed to the way that he was thinking and way his relationship with Robin was. And she says in plural marriage, you have a covenant to be responsible for everybody. And had he done that, he would have been trying to meet everyone's needs, not just the one that he loved the most. So Sugi asked Cody where things stand with he and Janelle at this point. And he says, I don't know. It's like, hey, why don't we work on a reconciliation? She says I'm not interested. I say I'm interested, but I'm not doing anything about it. And I don't really like triangulating because what's happened since this relationship are people coming to me with their grievances. So when I see Janelle, I don't want to ask about the kids because I don't want to be gossiping, so to speak. And the nature of our family 10 years ago was me running around from each house and it was family. So it wasn't gossip, but here's what happened. I've been watching for two years now what Christine and Janelle have said about me. And they're just trash talking me. So I don't want to ask anybody about anybody else because I think, what are they trash talking me about? They're trash talking me because I'm guilty. Yes, I am. I'm guilty of not loving them. That's the guilty part. So Suki thinks this is like her gotcha moment. So she's like, so you're admitting this, right? And Cody goes, no, no, no. I got angry. And I'm like, well, if we don't work on this, then I'm withdrawing. What, your love? Your dance? So Suki goes, but are you admitting that you're guilty of not loving them enough to help the relationship? No, 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 no. I was guilty of not being in love with them. That was guilt from the beginning. It's like I married on a premise that was very different from romantic love. So I'm in a place where... I would now like romantic love with Janelle. What? Please stop. <laughs> Please stop acting like you're even entertaining in your mind that you want to get back to, together with Janelle. You talked about the dance already. You talked about never being in love with them. Give it up, delicious. 
then they play this big fight with Janelle and Christine. And in this moment, because they play the, you know, picture-in-picture reactions of what everybody's watching, in this moment, I realized Cody had so much tanner on. Like, he practically looked biracial. Like, I looked too quick. I'm like, who's this black man? (laughs) Who is that? Also, this is one of the reasons why I find Suki annoying, because she, like, kowtows to Cody. Like, I know that this man has the, uh, the... fragility of like a Fabergé egg when it comes to his ego but this like leading up to Cody I know this clip is going to be so hard for you to watch I just want to warn you like he was there girl he knows and then after it she's like that was tough that was tough but when she reacts to Janelle watching the clip she's like yeah hard huh like like she doesn't care let's stop licking Cody's nuts please and let's really get to talking sick of this shit so then Suki asked Janelle no she asked Cody first if this is one of the worst fights that they've had he's like "Eh, you know in 30 years we've had a couple like that but not really then he claims that the reason why he popped off was because he got triggered by her little Christmas tree that she said she was going to take to the Airbnb for Janelle and and her kids or Christine and her kids (laughs) And then he said, you know, because I have a lot of contempt for the way that Janelle's treated me and or maybe Christine and how um, I think they're trash talking me. And it makes me feel smaller. And, you know, if they can feel okay with how they treated me, good, great. How they've treated you. What are you talking about? Then Cody says, listen, I may not have been in love, but I was trying. Sometimes I would feel it. I was making all the effort, but the emotion wasn't there. And I don't think I'm accountable for that part of it. You're not accountable for faking being in love with people. For making them think like y'all had a real relationship. But it was never real for you at any point. And do we honestly believe that he never... I mean, yeah, I do think that Cody's completely capable of entering into like decades long relationships just for like the good look of it and to like feed his ego and he can go on TV and be like, Oh, look at how I've navigated all these women and all of them are in love with me. And I sired all these children and live in a cul-de-sac and it's, we're persecuted in Utah and blah, blah, blah. I do think that he's capable of that. But what I'm not understanding is how he doesn't hear himself. I don't get it. So then we get Janelle's side of the story and she just kind of laughs. It's like, yeah, it's hard to watch. But then she says, I don't think we've ever fought like that on that level. So Suki asks, what do you see looking back? And she's like, well, I actually had talking points going into this, but, you know, things got too emotional. He started pointing his finger. So I'm like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Then she says that all of her communication with Cody was about how things that other people did. Christine. And how Cody never does any self-reflection on what he thinks he could do better. Mary also confirms that as well. She's like, yeah, I think Cody does need to do a little self-introspection. That's really hard to do. Maybe he has. I wouldn't know. But it does not feel like it from the outside looking in. Because there's still a lot of blame happening. Thank you, Mary. And thank you, Mary's therapist. Shout out to you, whoever you are. You're, I hope you get an edible arrangement. You deserve it. From TLC, they should send you one. <laughs> one of the good ones with, like, 
the seasonal fruit, like the pineapple and stuff. None of that like cantaloupe bullshit. Get her the good, the good ones. Strawberries, pineapple, mango, if you can find it, that sort of thing. Anyway, Suki asked Robin what Cody told her about that fight. And she's like, well, he told me when he saw the Christmas tree and she was just sitting there. And she was going to be taking it over to the rental to spend that time with Christine. It really upset him. And I know that was one of the triggers for him. But then Suki's like, why do you think it upset him so much? And she's like, well, Christine left. And Janelle's still his wife. And he was expecting support for her. And he saw what was happening. And he felt like what was happening was that Janelle was giving more support and understanding and siding with Christine. So then we get to Cody. He says, well, I just feel like. Janelle never once gave me empathy during my breakup with Christine. She just sided with her. And with that came the slow unwinding of our relationship. But see, this would be another moment where like, maybe he would think, gosh, if my other wife is so team Christine, maybe I should look at my actions also, he was the one who could not keep Christine's name out of his mouth in like the still, still. So at that point, it's like it wasn't even a slow unwinding. It was just like, just smash it on the ground. So Suki's like, okay, so you think that Janelle didn't show any empathy? And he's like, I don't think she's capable of it. <laughs> I mean, maybe not in this case. Maybe in this particular situation, I don't think she's capable of it. But, like, that's not really a strike against Janelle. It's actually a point in her favor, to be honest with you. So then he goes, you know, she's, like, weird. She would never say to me, like, oh, that's sad. It's hard, Cody, or whatever. So Suki's like, okay, so are you jealous? Are you jealous? And Cody's like, I'm jealous. Because how they're behaving now is how they should have behaved 25 years and now it's like I see that as a big F you to Cody like we'll get along now because that'll really piss him off I don't know they also really seem to like each other and actually like if you watch this season you can see Janelle really is not really she's still team you like she's keeping it real cute so I don't really know what you're talking about these two teaming up like Zach and Cody or I don't know the Bobsy twins or something <laughs> I don't know whatever you're talking about and great I want you to get pissed off I really really do so Christine gets asked if Cody feels betrayed because Janelle is friends with her and she's like yeah yeah and now he gets to see what jealousy looks like <laughs> she really laughs so hard she goes now you see how hard it is when two people have a bond Janelle and I have an awesome bond. We co-parented. And now you see what it's like, buddy. And it sucks. It sucks that she picked me over you because she could talk to me and we can work things out. And we've had our fights, but we work them out. Suki's like, okay. So in that sense, he's getting a dose of what it feel like, feels like to be a sister wife. And Christine goes, there you go, buddy. That's what it's been like for 26 years. Take off your blinders and come see what it's been like for us. So then Suki presents this to Cody and he's like, yeah, well, I never said it was a fair lifestyle, but they got to choose their husband and they chose. And I can't tell you what other things happened during that time with Janelle, but we weren't getting closer. And it's like, well, what, this 
mysterious other thing that happened to Janelle that you don't want to get into sounds a lot like you having no clue why Madison isn't speaking to you anymore. It feels a little bit like that. All of a sudden, Cody goes into his own personal sicko mode, and we, we don't remember. We can't get into that, and I don't want to talk about it, but uh, I don't want to talk about anything that doesn't revolve around Janelle being in charge of the decimation of this relationship because Christine. So if it diverts from that, then I don't want to get into it. You know, but something happens. Something, something happens. So Suki says, well, is it maybe because in your mind Janelle chose sides with Christine and maybe you kind of wrote her off because of it? Oh, I never wrote her off. I just didn't feel the same devotion to that relationship, which is you writing things off. Then he says, just before Christmas, this was 2021, he got COVID. Janelle was on vacation with Christine and it was pretty dark, his case of COVID. And he felt like it was just such a betrayal that Janelle and Christine were together when he was sick. Now, if you didn't hear any other side of this, you would sound, you would make it, it would sound like, this man was in the hospital about to get intubated and Christine was like, girly, let's go to Hawaii or wherever the fuck they went. Like, we're having fun. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. But then we get the truth. Janelle says, I was already on vacation. Cody called me. He's telling me that he's sick and I was ready to go home because I'm calling the doctor saying like, should we get oxygen? Because Cody's really freaking me out. Like he's scared. But then he told me, don't come home because you wouldn't be able to be in the house anyway. So then Suki asks, well, is this what Cody means when he said that you didn't have compassion for him? And Janelle's like, no, I think maybe he meant like in the months after that, like, oh, like I almost died and whatever. But I think that's just an excuse. Like, just like this betrayal of me and Christine. Then we get the third side of the story. They're all a little bit different, I have to say. Christine's side of the story was that they're out on vacation having a lovely time. Cody calls Janelle. I need you to come home and get stuff for me. I'm gasping for air. She was about to. Janelle's about to hop on that plate or whatever. But Christine's like, no. All you're going to do is go to the store, pick it up, leave it on the doorstep. And hey girl, remember when uh, you had COVID and he didn't come over to your house? No, you're staying with me. <laughs> so then Cody seems to suggest that he actually wasn't triggered by her not coming when he had COVID. It was really that she wouldn't back him up with regard to the boys. So why did you bring COVID up then? What does that have to do any with anything? 
Fusuki goes, well, if you were triggered by that, then why wouldn't you just say, hey, I want to see the kids during the holidays? Uh, well, personally, I feel like, uh, you know, like, they're trying to blame Robin. Like, the kids are estranged, and even Janelle has said that Robin is this broken dove that I have to protect from all the assholes. And, yeah, I feel like they have been assholes to her. And what's weird is that they've been assholes to me, and I put up with it. No, you don't. <laughs> That's why you don't talk to them. But I didn't want them separating me and her. So where she goes, I go. And if I go there, that part of the family, she and her kids aren't going to want to be around them. There's a lot of bullying. Bullying in that family. And I won't put up with it anymore. Which is interesting because I happened to come across a little clip from my For You page where McKelpie and Tony were talking about how they have, now we have to remind her, McKelpie and Tony are, are Robin and Cody's biggest, strongest allies. Basically the only people that are not Robin's blood who speak to him. They both said, we have invited Robin's older kids to come over multiple times. Not even just, hey, come drive up and see us. Let's hang out. They were even negotiating. We can meet halfway. We could do this. Why don't we try this? And multiple occasions, those kids have said no. Interesting. Why do you think that might be? You think maybe their mom was like, oh, I don't know if it's safe. That's real interesting. But these kids are being protected from even McKelty and Tony, who are the only ones that really actively like them. They've got their own cars, and yet they're not hitting the gas pedal to go over to Utah. Interesting. Anyway, Suki asks Robin if she would have gone to the Christmas event had she gotten an invitation from Janelle. She's like, yeah, yeah. But let's roll that beautiful bean footage back to earlier this season, where Mary, around Christmas, one, finds out that some of the kids came over and she did not get a call. Two, Mary is like, well, maybe because her house was the Christmas house or Christmas Eve house that everybody would come. So she asked Mary, do you think that maybe I should invite them? Oh, I don't know. That doesn't feel safe. It sounds scary to me. But no, that wasn't good enough. She wanted a personal invitation from Janelle to invite her and the kids over. And that's when she would have gone over because then she would have been safe think is gonna happen what do you think but then Suki says well Cody said that he didn't feel like it was a safe space for you to go over to Janelle's oh well I think he was saying that because of this idea that the boys are you know blaming me for stuff and I kept thinking that he would work something out with the boys so it could be you know like good you know but well Suki again has to explain to Robin Sounds like there are two different non-negotiables happening here. For Janelle, it's about the kids. And for Cody, a lot of it seems to evolve around you and protecting you. And then Robin shakes her head now. Oh, no. You know, I understand that as a husband, he has the right to say it. But I also never wanted an apology. What are you talking about? He does not have the right to say that on your behalf if you never wanted it. As a husband... Who cares? If all of this discord is being caused under your name, maybe you would want to correct the one person who keeps pers like persisting on with this narrative. Because if this were my man, I'd be like, keep my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I don't want to be in this. If you don't want to be in this so badly 
maybe you should like, you know, when you're in bed at night, be like, hey, Cody, um, can we not? Can, can we not make this about me? Because you're making it about me more than the boys are at this point. So that's interesting. So Janelle says that the mechanics of having a conversation are basically the same as the apology. It's just a little bit of a repackaging because basically the boys were still going to have to make it right with Cody before they could all be together for the holidays. So Suki asked Cody about him walking out of that fight with Janelle and he says he was too angry because he felt betrayed and he couldn't be okay with that because as the head of the family he was being undermined and what a tough spot that was for him to put more effort in or not (laughs) he feels like he and Janelle see so little value in their relationship that they don't really care to like try to mend things because Janelle sees more value being with Christine than in a relationship with him And how in that moment of that fight, he never wanted to speak to Janelle again. So what are you talking about wanting to be in a romantic relationship with her now? No, you don't. You can really just not say that. You know, there are situations where it's like, you could just have not mentioned that at all. And we could have just moved on and nobody would have considered it. But you put it on table that you currently, as of this tell-all, want to be in a romantic relationship with Janelle. And that's not true. That's not true, dog. Suki then asked Robin, when all this was happening, after this big fight, what were you saying to Cody? Well, I was telling him, go work out with her. And it's weird because I was saying, you guys have how many years? Six kids. That's worth looking at. I said that to him over and over and over. That's, (laughs) sorry. It's worth fighting for. And I'm like, why can't you see there's something worth fighting for? And just toss it to the side. It's one fight. One fight. I just wish somebody would ask Robin, why did you leave your husband? You remember him? Why did you leave him? Why was it okay for you to get a divorce and nobody else? Is it because you had those fantasy and so everybody has to just play along with whatever little illusions you have? And so divorce is suddenly not acceptable, but perfectly fine for you. Then Janelle says that she was in shock after that fight, but a little bit later she had to go run errands and she had this big epiphany. She was sitting in a parking lot and it just felt like this huge burden had been lifted. Suki asked, well, what was the burden? She goes, I didn't have to keep putting effort into my relationship with Cody. So the next time they saw each other was that scene at the Salsa Brava where she told Cody, I think we're good. I'm being separated. That was two months after that Christmas fight. They had not spoken. It was complete radio silence in those two months. So then, of course, we have to watch Cody talk about how Janelle is just like a horn dog who wants his sexy pecs and the six pack abs and all of that. <laughs> Janelle's laughing like I have never seen Janelle laugh harder. Like, truly. Hilarity. Hilarity. So then, she's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he's getting from. I do feel like we had all the aspects of a marriage, and we were healthy. Suki goes, so you like the specs? (laughs) She's like, can you believe that? Like, (laughs) there's so much more to a marriage. He loves his pecs, but like, I don't know, like, 
They're great, I guess, but that's not what it's about for me. It's about the emotional connection. So then we get Cody's side of the story, and he's like, hey, um, I want to correct something. I feel like something was missed during that scene. The great pecs and the six-pack abs, you know, that's all about Janelle seeing me as a physical specimen, as a resource, and not really ever diving into my humanity. Yeah, that was clear. <laughs> what, what possible other interpretations would that have been? She likes my body, and that's it. We get it. So Suki, I don't know if she doesn't get it or if she's just like coddling him again. Well, do you feel like you were just there to be a physical boy toy? Yeah, like some poor boy. I felt like a piece of meat. So Suki goes, you have to explain them what that means. Did you guys just have great sex? Cody goes, hmm. And that's it. It literally cuts off at that point for a preview where Mary very menacingly is like, I will not be. I will speak my truth. And that creeped me out, honestly. Like, it was a little bit intimidating. <laughs> oh, you guys, before we end, um, if you guys are one of my TLC heads who listened to my Welcome to Plathville recap, I will not be doing it on Monday's episode because I talked to Jake from Reality Gaze all about it. We even dived a little bit into Sister Wives and a good bit into the twin flame documentaries on both prime and netflix so that should be out now check out reality gays it was so much fun and uh yeah i'll be back next week you guys thank you guys so much for listening Thank you.